We, of course, want our relationships to thrive, to grow, to be nourishing, and we want to be able to pour love into our loved ones. But if we're trying to pour love in the way that we actually receive love instead of how that person receives love, they might not be receiving the love that you're trying to pour on them. Welcome to the Reach New Heights podcast, where we dive deep into all things self-healing, transformation, and building dreams. I'm Julie Householder, and it is my passion to share powerful tools to empower you to transform your life and reach new heights. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Reach New Heights podcast. Today, we are diving into the five love languages by Gary Chapman and how understanding them, we can enhance our relationships, not just romantic relationships, but our friendships and within our families and loved ones as well. Before we hop into the content, I offer an invitation, an invitation to take a moment and pause and tune in. You are welcome to just bring your awareness to the bottom of your feet and to slowly scan your body and just notice. Noticing your energy levels, noticing where you might carry stress or tension in your body, noticing without judgment. This is an invitation for you to open communication with your body and the ways it might be attempting to communicate with you today. You're welcome to draw in some full deep breaths. As you inhale, an option is to visualize your breath moving through your body. And as you exhale, visualizing it, taking with it that which is no longer serving you in this day, in this moment. You're welcome to take another full deep breath in through your nose and exhale slowly out through your mouth. Today's topic is one that I personally have benefited from and have implemented into my life and my relationships, both with my significant other, but also with my family members and friends. The basic understanding of the five love languages is that we receive love in different ways. We might think that we're expressing our our love to our partners or family members or friends, but are they receiving it? If the individual has a different love language than the one that we're expressing, they might not be receiving the love we're trying to give. According to Gary Chapman and his book, The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts, There are five main love languages that we receive love in. It's important to keep in mind that cultural differences also play a major role in this as well. According to his book, they are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and physical touch. While most of us can relate to multiple, if not all of these, there are typically a couple of main ones that will lean towards the most in how we receive love as do our partners, family members, and friends. Here is a brief overview of each of the five love languages. The first one, words of affirmation. If you are a person with words of affirmation being one of your main love languages, 
Verbal communications and expressions of love are crucial for you. So compliments, verbal words of appreciation, both in in verbal and written form. Um, Getting those I love yous, um, hearing about how people feel about you. and, And these words of affirmation is how you receive love. The second one is quality time. People with quality time feel loved when their loved ones are actively spending time with them and they're fully present. Active listening, eye contact, undivided attention without distractions. So without TV, phone screens. The third one, acts of service, is for those who feel the most love when their partners show their appreciation through action. So making you coffee, or making you breakfast in the morning, doing things for you when you've had a busy day. Maybe it's doing smaller or bigger chores to just make your day easier. Uh, And it's these acts of service, that's how you receive love. The fourth one is gifts. So this, if this is your main love language, you might be a person who feels the most love when people give you what Gary Chapman calls visual symbols of love. So it's not necessarily about how much something costs or the monetary value behind it, but it's really about that someone was thinking of you, someone carefully reflected, they were thinking about you, deliberately choosing something that represents what they see in you. So meaningful gifts, again, that reflect in the person that you're giving it to. And, and that's where that person feels seen, known, and loved. And the last one is physical touch. So this is where people feel the most loved through hugs, cuddling, holding hands, as well as physical intimacy. And again, it's important to recognize that we can have multiple love languages or a couple of them that we really lean towards. So why is this information so important? We all as human beings, I believe, want to give and receive love. I think connection with others and sharing love is one of the core components of what it means to be a human being. In our relationships, we of course want our relationships to thrive, to grow, to be nourishing, and we want to be able to pour love into our loved ones. But if we're trying to pour love in the way that we actually receive love instead of how that person receives love, they might not be receiving the love that you're trying to pour on them. And so an example of this is, say my love language was physical touch and my partner's love language was acts of service as his main, you know, love language. And in my attempts to show him love, I'm like doing all of these physical, like I'm hugging him, you know, I'm, I'm doing all of this physical touch, but he's not receiving it because how he receives love is through acts of service. And so having these understandings of what our love languages are and what our partner's love languages are, or even within our family members, you know, we can do things to show that person love in the ways that they receive it based off of their love languages. It's also really important to note that even if you share the same love languages with your partner, so for instance, my significant other and I, we share the same love languages. But even though we share those love languages, the degrees of which and how we express and receive those are still different. And I mean that in the sense that for my cultural background, I'm Cuban American and in my culture, uh, people are very physically affectionate. Like that's a huge way of how Cubans share love with each other is through, you know, physical affection, physical touch. 
even though that my partner, he also has the physical touch love language, uh, it's, it's a different degree of physical affection than my cultural upbringing versus his cultural upbringing. And that's something that we'll, we'll joke about a lot. But again, like even with that, we have to have, you know, this understanding so that we can have those conscious communications with our loved ones so that we can just best love on them in the way that they receive it. And then also be able to ask for love for ourselves and, and recognize in those moments, you know, in the busyness of life, sometimes on certain days, you know, we might need some additional love from our loved one. We can hey, they'd be like, hey, you know, I'd really love some, like love some physical touch right now or, uh, you know, some words of affirmation or some quality time. I would really love to spend some more quality time with you or, you know, if our lives have gotten busy, like let's schedule something so that, you know, we can have that quality time this week and just be able to have those communications so that we can continue nourishing and growing and pouring into the people that we care about in that way. This is also present in our in our family dynamics as well. Like for instance, my mom, her love language, one of her main love languages is acts of service. But it's multifaceted love language because it's acts of service paired with quality time. So it's not just that I'm doing things for her, but she likes to do things together with people. Whatever the task or project is at hand, it's acts of service paired with quality time. And that combination is how she receives love. These discoveries came from the knowledge that we had from this book and, and a, being able to figure that out. And sometimes it takes a little bit to recognize which love languages we have and the combinations of them and, and if there's a merging of a couple of different languages together, just like in the case of my mom. And I always love to give that example because it's a beautiful example of how two different love languages kind of merge together. So as an invitation for you this week, I invite you to think and reflect on what are the ways that you receive love and get really curious about that. Get in tune with that. And as an invitation with your loved ones to bring up this conversation and discover and have that conversation with them about how do they feel best loved? When do they feel the most love from other people? You know, is it one of the five? Is it something outside of one of the five? You know, and to have those conversations so that we can all continue elevating each other and spreading love in our lives, both in giving and receiving. If you are interested in learning more about the five love languages, I will be including some links below where you can check out some articles as well as Gary Chapman's website. I'm wishing you all a beautiful rest of your day and rest of your week. And I'll catch you here next time on the Reach New Heights podcast. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I love creating it. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram at JULHouseholder or my website, juliehouseholder.com. I love hearing how you've integrated these episodes into your life. And if you feel called, please leave a review on iTunes so we can help others reach new heights. Oh,